Cody, who do you think is going to win the XFL MVP this year? I think Cordell Jones has had a good two games to start the year. What do you think? Hey, Cody. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I wanted to get your thoughts on backup QBs in the NFL. Do they got any place here in the XFL? Word. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of This is XFL. I'm your host, Cody D, and today we review week two matchups, top player, top plays, power rankings, and we take a closer look at week three matchups. Let's start with week two review. As it was the New York Guardians versus the DC Defenders on February 15th, at Washington, D.C. In quarter one, Cardell Jones, short right to D. Tompkins for a 13-yard touchdown. In quarter two, T. Ruza goes for a 27-yard field goal, and it's good. All right, it's T. Ruza goes for a 36-yard field goal, and it's good. In the third, M. McGolan passes short right intended for C. Pearson, intercepted by J. Furman at New York's 46 and returned for a 46-yard touchdown. In the fourth, T. Ruza, 26-yard field goal is good as C. Jones passes short right to D. Hayward for a 6-yard touchdown. Score? 027 DC. New York Guardians in the first half. Guardians had three turnovers and couldn't get points on the board during the game. And the defense wasn't able to stop DC from scoring. Alright, as for the DC defenders, during the whole game, DC was amazing. They didn't they didn't let New York score any points while on the offense. They never slow down on scoring points. Alright, next, TV TB Vipers at Seattle Dragons on February 15th, Seattle, Washington. In quarter one, there was no score, and that's how good it was. In quarter two, Franks goes for a 35-yard field goal, and it's good. In the third, Silver passes right to C. Hamlet, intercepted by Frazier at Tampa Bay 22, returned for a 78-yard touchdown. Woo, that's a lot of yards. As Silver passes deep, middle TK Reynolds for a 68-yard touchdown. And then Quentin Flowers passes short right intended to D. Smith, intercepted by Frazier for a one-yard touchdown. Two-point attempt, K. Reynolds was good and successful. And then lastly, E. Lasquillo, 27-yard field goal, is good. Score, 9-17, to Seattle. All right, Seattle Dragons. During the second half is when offense started to pick up their game. And defense in the second half 
was so much better as they only allowed nine points. On the other hand, the Tampa Bay Vipers, to me, in the first half, they only scored a field goal, whereas Seattle scored in the third. Defense was bad during the second half when they allowed 17 points. All right, next, the Dallas Renegades versus the Los Angeles Wildcats and on February 16th, Carson, California. All right, in the first quarter, there was no score. Quarter two, Novak tries for a 47-yard field goal, and it's good. As McGinnis goes for a 41-yard field goal, and that's good. And then in the third, McGinnis tries for a 45-yard field goal, and it's good. All right, continuing on now. In the fourth, Jay Johnson passes to end Spruce for a six-yard touchdown. And then C. Payne rushes for a 21-yard touchdown, one-point attempt successful by C. Payne. L. Jones, short right to D. Parham for a three-yard touchdown as Jay Johnson passes deep middle for N. Spruce for a 44-yard touchdown. Three-point attempt successful by A. Jennings. And then C. Payne rushes left for a 17-yard touchdown. That score, 25-18, Dallas. All right, Dallas. In the first half, it took them a while to score a touchdown. And then in the second, Dallas didn't score touchdowns until the second half. And that's when the game started to pick up for Dallas. All right, now the Dallas Renegades. I mean, sorry, the Los Angeles Wildcats. For Los Angeles, they tried to hold Dallas during the second half. and didn't happen. In the first, they were able to hold them for as many points as they could. All right, and now the St. Louis Battlehawks was going against the Houston Roughnecks in Houston, Texas on February 16th as this will be the last game of week two. All right, here we go. In the first, Kalisto goes for a 44-yard field goal, and it's good, as Jay Tamu answers back as he passes right to M. Jones for a 25-yard touchdown. And then P. Walker answers back as he passes to C. Phillips for a 7-yard touchdown, and that was all in the first. So that was a pretty good in the first. All right, now moving on to the second. Jay Butler rushes left for a one-yard touchdown, as that's another score for St. Louis. And then P. Walker decided to answer back to pass to C. Phillips for a nine-yard touchdown, and it's good. And then in the third, Jay Tomuwu passes to D. Pearson for a one-yard touchdown, and it's good. And then Jay Tomu rushes left for a four-yard touchdown. And this was all in the third. And now, moving on to the fourth quarter. And this is when it gets good. As P. Walker, P.J. Walker, passes to C. Phillips for a two-yard touchdown. As you, if you remember, that will be Phillips' third touchdown of the game. 
as a one-point attempt successful by P.J. Walker. And then with less than 10 seconds ago, or less than that probably, J. Tomuwu passes to L. Washington for a 36-yard touchdown, but it wasn't enough to win the game as it's 24-28 Houston. Now, for the St. Louis Battlehawks, J. Tomuwu, if you did not know, is the youngest XFL starter in history, whereas the defense allowed too many points during the whole game. And then with the Houston Roughnecks, what I noticed is on the offense is that the coach decided, and this is his decision, not to have a tight end. Instead, he has more wide receivers in slots. In the second half, offensive offense kept on rolling down the field where points with points where defense allowed too many points. As we should see though how that all turns out to be during that power ranking. Alright, and now it's time for my favorite part. Top players. Here we go. Number one for my top player is Cardale Jones. 276 yards. Two TDs and one interception. All right, coming at number two is S. Jackson as he's a defender, as he got five tackles. All right, net coming at number three, Landry Jones, as this was his debut. So we should see how much more he can do, as he had 305 yards, one TD, and two interceptions, as we should see how well he does, though. As coming at number four is Cam Phillips. <coughs> Sorry. 62 yards and three TDs. And now it's time for top plays. All right, here we go. Coming at number one is my personal favorite as Jay Johnson <clears throat> passes to N. Spruce for a 44-yard touchdown. And you know what? It's good. And then Jay Troom Furman goes for a 46-yard touchdown after that interception. He takes it to the house. And then coming at number three, Jay Ta'amuwu passes to L. Washington for a 36-yard touchdown. And then my last top play goes to C. Payne as he goes for a 21-yard touchdown. All right, now <clears throat> it is time to go over our week three matchups. And there's actually some pretty good week three matchups that I cannot wait to watch. All right, let's start with the 22nd, February 22nd, as it's going to be the Houston Roughnecks going against the Tampa Bay Vipers, as the Vipers look for their first win, as it's going to be at Raymond James Stadium. In Tampa, Florida. Alright, and then our next game will be the Dallas Renegades. Going against the Seattle Dragons at CenturyLink Field, Seattle, Washington. To me, that's going to be a good game to watch because both quarterbacks are pretty much even. But, it should be interesting to see what Landry Jones can do against Seattle's defense. Will they be able to hold him? Yes or no? I don't know. We're just going to have to wait 
and see what happens next. All right. And now the 23rd, February 23rd. Here we go. As it's going to be the New York Guardians going against the St. Louis Battlehawks. And that's going to be at the St. Louis, Missouri inside the stadium where the Rams used to play. All right, and in last, it will be the D.C. Defenders going against the L.A. Wildcats at Carson, California. And that's all on the 23rd. All right, and now it's time for everybody's favorite part, power rankings. As let's see how they all ended up today. Still at number one and still holding it is D.C. Defenders at 2-0. Coming at number two. Is the Houston Roughnecks as they are 2-0 also. Coming at number 3 is the St. Louis Battlehawks. But I'm pretty sure that's going to change once they go against the New York Guardians. I think that's going to be a very great match to watch, by the way. Both of them are pretty much even. Coming at number 4 is the Dallas Renegades. As they might be moving up if they, did defeat, if they can defeat. Seattle as Dallas Renegades are one and one. All right, coming at number five is the Seattle Dragons as they stay at number five. Do you now when you look at week one though? Seattle used to be in eighth place. They were dead last. And now look at them. They moved up three positions, two positions, and they're still there. Coming at number six is the New York Guardians. As the New York Guardians are one and one. All right. Coming at number seven is the L Los Angeles Wildcats, as they are O and two right now. And then at number eight is the Tampa Bay Bay Vipers, as they are O and two. All right. Now, really quick. Let's answer some questions that some of my fans have sent me. One of the questions was, how well do I think backup QBs can do in the XFL? Do they have a chance? Well, here's what I think. To me, I think backup QBs, backup QBs might be more accurate than a normal quarterback that's playing in the XFL or who have been playing on practice squads. Or not active for a while. So in other words. If I really, I really think. A backup QB. Can do very very well. In a situation like the XFL. But. They need to remember. That. The ruling. Is totally different. For example. The 25 second rule. They could not. They're not used to that kind of stuff. They are not used to the 25 second rule. So, if a backup QB does decide to do this XFL stuff, they need to remember, oh, okay, the clock change is different than what the NFL is. With an NFL, it's 40 seconds. So, but to answer my question, yes, I could think it's, I do think it's possible, but we should have to wait and see on that, I think, if that does happen and how well they do. All right, my second question was, who I think will win MVP for the XFL. As one person said, it will be Cardale Jones. Well, I think it might be Jordan Tomuwu because 
when you look at the stats between Jordan Taumuwu and Cardale Jones, it's a difference on yardage to me in passing yards. But at the same time, P.J. Williams, he's a guy that likes to run out of the pocket. So, and he does a lot of good deep plays. So I think it's going to be between those three. But honestly, I am still sticking with Jordan Talmu Because when you look at the stats for both players, they're pretty much even in that category. And that's why I think Jordan Talmu will win MVP for XFL. All right, and now it's time for my picks. As my picks, I think it's going to be Houston over Tampa Bay, Dallas over Seattle, Guardians over St. Louis, and then D.C. over Los Angeles. I don't really see Los Angeles winning the game quite yet. I think once they get more into the schedule, though, hopefully they can figure that out. Because I think the D.C. defenders, they have one of the best defenses right now, and they don't allow as many points. I mean, we saw that in week two, where they don't allow many points. And somehow, in some way, if the L.A. Wildcats do want to win this, they have to find a way to not have defense pressure them and, and make interceptions or whatnot. All right. Now, I want to thank everyone for listening to my podcast, This is XFL. All right. As next week, we'll go deeper into the matchups again. We'll take a look at the power rankings for next week. Top players, top plays, everything. And if you have any questions, make sure you send those messages. All right. And now, I'm your host, Cody D. And this is the XFL. We'll see you next week for more.